Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. I'm Alan Thomas, and today I have with me Stewie Zhu, CEO of Distributed Credit Chain. How you doing, Stewie? Good, good. Hi, Alan. Hi. Um, it's great pleasure to talk to you here. Oh, no problem. Let's, let's get right into it. What is Distributed Credit Chain, and what, and what do you guys do? Um, so basically... Uh, distributed credit chain is the world's first uh, distributed banking um, public blockchain. And we try to establish a more decentralized credit ecosystem for all those financial services providers around the world. So our mission is to transform different financial scenarios which required the credit data and realize the true inclusive finance. So uh, we're... Uh, so the distributed bank is actually one word, not two words. It's more like an ecosystem that connects all those um, financial services providers in a, a P2P platform. And, and we actually produce a new type of decentralized um, um, credit transporting and, and telecom network for uh, transforming all this financial credit data. Yeah. And and why is it important to have a decentralized network for this for this data? Um, well, so um, they got big problems with the uh, centralized uh, financial system. Um, I was, uh, you know, I was studying uh, finance um, as a PhD student um, in London School of Economics, and uh, before that, I was studying at Yale. It was like two thousand eight, so. You know, when I graduated there, I was, you know, unemployed. So, um, yeah, and, and, you know, this year is the 10th anniversary of this financial credit crisis. And uh, uh, I, 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 I started a lot of theories about those uh, credit crises, uh, something like how do we prevent next one? And we don't get an answer uh, until I met the uh, blockchain as a technology. So I think uh, this technology, um, they sort of provide an ultimate solution to that problem. So that's, uh, you know, one of the reasons for us to start uh, to, to, to produce this decentralized uh, credit ecosystem. So our ultimate goal is to uh, solve some um, um, old problems in the credit area in our um, more centralized financial system such as like uh, um, high transaction costs and, uh, you know, very high interest rate in some part of this world, as well as protect our uh, data privacy. And, and in, in which uh, here, what I mean, the data is, uh, I mean, the financial credit data. Yeah. So the 08 financial crisis is kind of what inspired you to uh, go forward and end up found, uh, founding the company, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I dropped my PhD study at the third year, um, and I I returned to my home country um, as a serial entrepreneur. So the area I was working in is in fintech. Yeah, at that time it was called the internet finance or something. So like my company was doing 
um, uh, providing the software as a services for all those micro lending platforms in China. And at that time, the, the market of those uh, online micro lending, small cash loans, unsecured loans, it grows very fast. It produced over five companies which are listed in NASDAQ and as, as well as NYSE now. And the total outstanding debt of those um, um, uh, online micro debts, uh, they grows from almost zero to like, uh, you know, 19 trillion Chinese annually. So, yeah, uh, within only like... Um, uh, four years. So at that time, like uh, my company was doing well, so, um, but uh, I, uh, I, I uh, you know, I saw the company uh, at um, 2017, which is last year. And uh, I, I I think I, I had the industrial experiences that I know how those micro um, landing platforms, how do they work um, uh, within the industry. So I saw the problems um, and uh, the problems such as like they charge a very high interest rate for uh, the customers. For example, in you know countries, uh, in some countries, Asia like uh, you know China and uh, Korea and uh, Indonesia, uh, which have the uh, huge population base, they um, the shadow banking system they charge very high interest rate. It could be as high as two hundred or three hundred percent annually. So it produces problems. A lot of problems, like not only like uh, you know privacy problems, data leaking problems. They have like uh, even more or social welfare problems. So I was always thinking that um um because uh, is there uh, any uh, any method that we can produce a, a more more adapted mechanism so that we can you know decrease all these cost of uh, those uh, micro lending platforms decrease the cost for the financial institutions who provide those channeling services, who uh, decreasing cost for those the um, infrastructure um, companies so that we would produce um, an, uh, a credit product with low transaction cost as well as low interest rate as well as uh, the low default rate. Yeah, and I think with blockchain technology, we probably have an answer. Yeah. And and if we could just step back for a second and talk about the, the shadow banking system that you mentioned, let's let's just go into a little bit of detail about what that is, just to make sure everybody kind of knows what that is. Oh yeah. So okay. So uh, the shadow banking system, I mean, is like, uh, um, yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, here I refer to those uh, unsecured loans and uh, those like a credit business providing by those internet companies. Because in Asia, it's like, uh, yeah, for example, like in my country, the centralized financial institutions, like those licensed financial institutions, like banks or trust companies, they are like highly regulated and they are, I would say, um, they are safe, but uh, but they're like a, a sort of like slow and a lot of services are uncovered. Uh, especially under such a you know a big number uh, of population base, so those internet companies they they come from um, I would say since t- 2014, they actually serve like a lot of people. They have a very high you know active daily user base, and uh, and so uh, most of them they are sort of like unlicensed, but they have huge user number of user base. 
so they produce you know big amount of like outstanding debt for those you know ounce of the people and uh, and uh, um, they, they lead to a big market of um, those unsecured debts so here is the, what I refer to the shadow banking system in yeah in mainland China and and for the and for the distributed credit chain for your company are are you dealing with directly with consumers or companies or both uh yeah we uh, we deal with both so first of all uh like uh, we try to produ- uh, provide a new um a network for transferring all these um credit data so we provide this dcc id to the uh, in, uh, financial licensed financial institutions and uh, like banks, as well as those uh, internet companies I mentioned earlier, like those micro lending companies or P2P yeah firms. Um, so we have the the uh, institutional customers, and we also um, uh, develop our own uh, applications on our platform. We build up our own D apps. So. In those uh, D apps, it could be the uh, cryptocurrency lending D app. So in that case, we're facing to the customers directly. And and for those folks who would want to get involved with with your company with your service, what is that like when they come to you on that first day when they go to your website or fill out the form or, or how how do they get set up? How does that work? Okay, so uh, well, it's a bit different uh, if you. Uh, uh, um, Considering if you're a, a an institutional user or you're a um, yeah an individual user, so for institutions like they would uh, um, they would uh, somehow um, um, transferring the credit data in a more centralized way. So it would be like uh, uh, each uh, in- institution they will play a role as a data island. They will collecting those credit data from everywhere. And uh, they will spend uh, you know, a lot of like efforts or money to buy the redundant data and uh, save it without um, returning the ownership of those data to the individual. So that is a problem. So in our case, like uh, um, we actually return the ownership of the data to individuals. So when the in- institutions they're applying or they're using our DCC ID to transferring the credit data, they're actually transferring the hash summaries. So everything, every data is, is is saved either locally or in the cloud. And they were using a new forms of um, telecom network for credit data. So um, the institutions they would uh, um, they would uh, do they would they would keep their uh, efficiency of doing this um, credit business. But the, so the, uh, what I mean is that if the efficiency would not be affected. At the same time, the all the data. They're not saved within those financial institutions, so they belong to all these customers. So at the same time, uh, when an individual directly apply this network, for example, like uh, they would borrow, they want to borrow or lend crypto currencies in our own D app. So it would be like uh, they will. An example, a very simple example would be an individual would send a request to a data rating credit agency for his credit report. And then the credit rating agency would send his report and with a hash summary saved in the 
and DCC network. And at the same time, DCC network will send a verification request to these credit rating agencies. And if it is verified, so this DCC ID would be labeled as uh, authenticated. If there's more and more um, lending activities, so this DCC ID will upgrade continuously. It just uh, acts as a traditional uh, membership in traditional banks. But at this time, you own your data and you can circulate in this on your own, own willingness and uh, no one's gonna touch it. So it's uh, a completely new form of um, credit data transferring network. Yeah, and it is decentralized. And so let's let's talk about the network a little because as you as you've built up DCC and and built out your network, what kind of challenges have you had in building out the network? Oh yeah, you asked a great question. Um, because like um, um the the those uh, traditional centralized financial institutions, they uh, they they trade those data as very valuable assets. Um. Uh, especially those internet companies. You know, like uh, um, big internet companies in Asia, like uh, most of them, they are all providing the financial services. So they own those financial data and they don't want to share it, especially uh, with their opponents. So in this case, like uh, um, um, those data, uh, it's very hard to uh, convince them to apply a new form of and cre- uh, credit data sharing network. Um, so we, we don't do it that way. And we saw a lot of examples of uh, like uh, pull out uh, 10 biggest banks to form a league and blockchainize it, or to found like one big national bank or one internet company, and we form another league to pro- produce another, something like a blockchain-based service platform that uh, all these new financial services would be based on this platform. This is also um, not going to work because there is too much things called the conflict of interest between those big players. So what we choose is we choose to develop this decentralized credit ecosystem from the very beginning, or you can see from zero, and we grow it up. So it's like running an internet company. That would be a lot of like difficulties of like, how do we gain users? How do we um, talk to those, um, what we call the, the last generation of internet micro lending platforms to apply a new system of credit data transforming system? Yeah, so that is a lot of like uh, uh, difficulties for us to do as uh, like a business development work, as well as uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the um, ecosystem uh, development work, yeah. But I think we will do it because, like, uh, we we have uh, a lot of experiences within the industry, and we are uh, trying to uh, transform our old clients or old b- b- business clients to applying this new um, um, credit um, uh, sharing network, and they're highly interested because they they they, they realized it is a more uh, uh, safe and a more fast way and the individual users they also like it because there are more and more d apps in the market and they they show the value of their data in terms of like uh, and giving their and, and data back to the users so the users can probably sell this data for 
the real cash. So the users are more and more used to uh, to trade their own data, which is generated between the uh, from the interactions between they and the online world. They will treat it as an asset. So if that habit, you know, is formed, and it would be more easier for us to gain customers directly. Yeah. And so we we talked about some of the challenges of building out the network, but what are some of the big achievements that that you would think that comes to mind so far since you've had the network up and running? Um, yeah, the achievement would be um, it is a brand new way of um, um, transferring the credit data. Oh, you can see it is a brand is it is an opportunity to reshape the existing um, centralized credit system. So, well, there's a lot of challenge, but um, I think the blockchain offers us an opportunity to do something that we cannot do in the past, I would say, in 80 or 100, almost 100 years, since the, all those financial credit crises happens since like 1929 to 2008. So, um, the blockchain technology actually pro- this technology provide a solution. So it's not lo- like a policy oriented solution. So I would say it would affect a lot of things, and uh, uh, we want to um, yeah catch up this opportunity. And uh, I would not say now we had a lot of achievement. We had a solution, but I want to make that solution to be an achievement if we can really work it out. Yeah, and. And as you've been building out the network and and you've got it up and running, has there been any ideas or has anybody asked for any features of it that you say, well, it might be too soon to do that or or technology we we're not may not be able to do that yet, something like that. Oh uh, yeah, of course, because the development of all the main chains it goes really slow. Um, you can see a lot of like main chain projects. Um, they have crazy market cap in terms of the token values, but uh, not a lot of them they are applica- applicable. So the uh, if you want a more applied uh, main chain, you I, like for my understanding, you need to have more. Um, you would come with more um, professional experiences within the industry. So. Like here, the challenge would be we are uh, not trying to develop a very general one, a general chain. So we are trying to focus in on one specific industry, which is the credit industry. So the chain is designed specifically for solving the credit problem. And in this case, we're like more focused. So when people making comments about the blockchains, they would always say, okay, the publishing or the main chain, you know, there's a lot of challenges. Yes, they are right. But for us, like, uh, we, we, we do not want want to provide a very general product. We only want to focus in on one problem, which is a credit problem, because there were so much problems within the credit industry, as I mentioned earlier, brought by those traditional financial institutions. Yeah. And so what do you think the next... 12 to 24 months will look like for the DCC. Okay, so um yeah, we 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 actually launched our first D app uh in March and 
this month, uh, we launched our second D app. So we are talking to more and more uh, strategic partners in our industry. And uh, for, uh, as you know, you might know the, the, the credit business line is very long. If you do it online, I mean, the online credit business, it evolves like companies like those uh, online traffic directing companies, as well as financial institutions like banks who provide capital, infrastructure companies like the third-party payment companies, or the what we call the credit reconstruction companies like those companies who are doing the ABS evaluation. So, yeah, and uh, as well as the uh, those uh, startups or those AI-based startups who's doing the, the risk control techniques. So we are talking to all those different business partners to join our DCC ecosystem. So every, because every one of those companies, they need to deal with the credit data. So they have to transport the credit data using our network. So now we are talking to you know those different players within our industry across all different countries. We have strategic partners in Vietnam as well as Indonesia. Now I'm in Korea and I'm talking to the local P2P lending companies. Um, uh, we're, uh, in the next six months, we are focusing not only in East Asia, but also in South America, in countries like Brazil. So uh, the next six months, we'll, we will focus on the globalization and to develop our community by talking to those various strategic partners across the world. And so what's the best reason for people to come to DCC and start using the network? Okay, great question. So in this brand new way, in a blockchainized world, you definitely get your data back. And you, you can, you know, in extreme cases, you can sell it if you want. So it gives you more degrees of freedom when you're dealing with your own data. The second is very safe. So the blockchain technology itself, it actually proves that. So I, don't, I, I would not say, uh, talk a lot about it here. The third way is like uh, for the whole system, it decreases the cost. So um, normally like uh, a, a, an easy example to illustrating that would be why the interest rate is so high in certain parts of the world. Why in some countries, the shadow banking market, they have interest rate as high as 300% annually. It's because people don't pay back or they don't have the money to pay such a high interest rate. The default rate is very high. So the super high interest rate is being charged to redempt this default risk. So by apply, by solving this problem, we're not, we, we cannot just provide a simple uh, cryptocurrency borrowing and lending D app to solve that problem. It will not solve anything. You're going to touch the core part of the whole credit system. The credit transporting mechanism needs to be changed. Once we change it, all the problems will disappear. The cost will go down. The default rate will go down. They have a lot of like theoretical work of uh, mechanism designs behind it. But I think uh, and that is the, the main um, goal we want to achieve. And it, it, it is the meaning of 
develop a decentralized credit chain. Yeah. Okay. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and the network and, and the company and to find out more information and to get involved? Um, so we have our own exploit. It's um, uh, just like Ethereum scan. You can track the progress of the um all these DCC tokens as well as our project. And uh, we are, uh, we, we, we announced, we opened uh, our, our code at GitHub. So the, um, the, the, the fans of DCC project, they can check it. And uh, we, the, the, the D app we launched in March, uh, it has over uh, 30 grand downloads uh, with about 3000 people and um, actually and um, doing those landing activities and uh, now we had the second D app um called the beat beat express um and uh, it's a, a cryptocurrency landing D app so uh, if people are interested they can download it from the Android store and uh, uh, we 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 have a mature product i mean those mature products as i mentioned earlier for people that can directly using use it, so it's not like um, uh, some main chain like uh, always under development. Yeah, uh, so uh, when people can find us in a lot of like uh, yeah places and uh, as well as as well as our product, and uh, if they like, if they find it interesting, if they wanted to try, they can just download it and use it. And uh, we also do a lot of like uh, news ways of marketing because the traditional way of um, uh, internet um, traffic is too expensive it's way too expensive especially in countries like china so for example our p2p landing platforms could uh, spend uh, uh, over 100 us dollars to gain a new active customer while in this uh, uh, crypto world uh, in the blockchain world um it would only cost maybe like uh, some um, candies, or you can say like, uh, for example, uh, uh, the the your own tokens. So in this case, like uh, um, the users would be more interested, and uh, the cost of uh, getting new users they are uh, way much more cheaper compared to the traditional internet. Word so yeah they got a lot of like different ways to attract attracting new users so uh, yeah that uh, that is what we do basically okay well I want to thank you Stewie for for coming onto the podcast and sharing your knowledge and your time with us yeah thank you thank you and uh, I hope I uh, explained something uh, because uh, yeah tech and uh, so um, the problem we're try to solve it's a, a, a relatively big problem. You can see very successful uh, blockchain projects, applications in finance, such as Ripple Network. It solves the foreign exchange problems. And we're actually trying to deal with a bigger problem, which is credit. So yeah, we want more attention you know, from everywhere in the world. And we, we want to attract the best talented people to help us. Yeah. Okay, great. And, and like I said, I, you know, I just want to, Thank you for, for being on here and sharing all this knowledge with us. Thanks for coming on. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, my friend. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. 
Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, and discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.